Welcome to the College Investor Audio Show, where we talk about the biggest issues impacting millennial money, from student loan debt to side hustles to building wealth. We will show you how to get out of debt so that you can build real wealth for the future. SPACs 101. Welcome to the class. This is the College Investor Audio Show. (laughs) So today, specifically, we take a look at what is a SPAC and should you invest? SPACs? They're all the rage right now in the financial world. 237 of them raised $79.87 billion in gross proceeds during 2020. What? (laughs) In January of 2021, there were already 75 SPACs created. Go back to 2009 and you'll find only one SPAC IPO. Compare 2020's SPAC-a-thon to the 494 IPOs created that same year, which raised a total of $174 billion. Yes, more IPOs, but SPACs are on the uptrend. SPACs seem to be taking over the financial world. But wait, what exactly is a SPAC again? SPAC stands for Special Purchase Acquisition Company. SPACs are also called blank check companies. They fall under the category of M&As and IPOs. From the SEC, here's the textbook definition. This will be fun. A development stage company that has no specific business plan or purpose or has indicated its business plan is to engage in a merger or acquisition with an unidentified company or companies, other entity or person. These companies typically involve speculative investments and often fall within this SEC's definition of penny stocks or are considered microcap stocks. I love technical definitions. Basically, a SPAC pools investor funds together and holds them while it looks for investment opportunities. Investors may not know ahead of time what the opportunity will be. Hence, the term blank check. Think of a SPAC as a shell company. It doesn't do anything but take in investor funds. At some point, the SPAC goes public through an IPO, usually when it acquires a target company. For example, the opportunity. SPACs have been around since the 1990s. They've been gaining in demand recently because of SEC regulations introduced in 2011 to avoid fraud and the growing popularity of bypassing the laborious traditional IPO route. SPACs price their units at $10 each and each unit is made up of one share plus a warrant or partial warrant. Shares will trade on public stock exchanges just like any other stock shares. A SPAC's goal is to find an opportunity for its investors. That usually means identifying some private company and taking it public via an IPO, which raises more cash. The IPO of that acquired company is the exit plan for some of the initial investors. As part of the IPO process, the SPAC and acquired company combine into a publicly traded company. This is called de-SPACing. Investors who remain with the company will see their shares rise and fall, the same as the company's publicly traded shares. A SPAC can't sit on investor funds indefinitely. There is a deadline to find an opportunity, which is often 18 to 24 months. If the SPAC fails to find an opportunity before the deadline, Investor funds are returned in proportion to the units they own. Additionally, investors can vote to approve the opposed opportunity or acquisition. If an investor disagrees with the opportunity, he can take his money and leave the SPAC. Example SPACs The following is a list of notable SPACs that are trading on stock exchanges. You can type in any of their tickers to get the current price. IPEO, set to merge with SoFi in March. 
DKNG, DraftKings, NKLA, Nikola, SPCE, Virgin Galactic. In July 2020, Bill Ackman's Pershing Square Tontine Holdings $4 billion SPAC went public, making it the latest SPAC at the time. So how can you invest in a SPAC? If you're considering investing in a SPAC, you know, one of the biggest components to consider is the management team. Is the team well-known and have their previous ventures done well? Read the SPAC's IPO prospectus and related reports filed with the SEC. Be aware that by going the SPAC route, you lose all of the scrutiny that comes with a traditional IPO. This means you'll have lots of research to do on your own to make sure everything is legit. Here are a few quick stats on the historical performance of SPACs. A University of Florida professor monitored 92 SPACs during the period of 2010 to 2017 and found they underperformed the broad market by 3%. That's a chunk. From 2015 to 2019, the majority of SPACs were trading below their $10 price. That's not good either. Here's a breakdown of the status of SPAC IPOs from 2015 to 2019. Just over 50% made acquisitions. 29% were still searching for a deal. 15% had deals pending. And 4.8% dissolved and returned investor funds. Getting into a SPAC before it goes public isn't really accessible for most investors. That's like getting into a pre-IPO. Both are usually reserved for the well-connected with deep pockets. If you're one of the lucky ones to get into a successful SPAC before it goes public, you'll likely be able to buy units at less than one penny per unit. When the public has to buy shares at $10 a pop, can you say, cha-ching? SPACs can be risky, of course, but they are like most any stock when it comes to investing. You have to do your research and come to a conclusion if the investment is a good idea or not. And that's our show for today. Just a quick hitter. That's why we called it SPACs 101. There's tons of stuff to learn about SPACs, and you can do that at thecollegeinvestor.com. Tons of other blogs, articles, videos, and more also there as well. Thanks for stopping by today, and we'll talk to you again real soon.